Hi, you are listening to the Fab and Flawed Podcast, the podcast for folks like me who are just trying to get their shit together, live a little bit healthier, and find a little bit more balance in life. From kicking negative thoughts over our heads to kicking ass, we've got this. Hey, we all have baggage, so let's unpack it together. Hi, Fab and Flawed fam. I'm your host, Jen Rowe, co-founder of From Fat to Finish Line, certified life coach, and continual work in progress. You are listening to episode seven. As always, I'm very pleased to be here with you to unpack all the shit that holds us back from achieving happiness, health, and blocking us from our goals. And today, I want to talk about body image and loving your body no matter what the size, shape, or age of it is. This is a far more important topic than you might think, and I hope you will soon learn why. I realize that this isn't a new subject. I'm not really, you know, breaking any ground here. And for years, I've actually loved this whole concept of accepting yourself and loving your body. But honestly, I never really bought into it before. I I thought I did. I mean, I'd read an article about body love and be like, hell yeah. Or I'd see something about body shaming and get super pissed off and think to myself, well, fuck that guy. You know, I'm loud and proud. But honestly... I never really did any work I need to do to truly love my body. I would see these strong plus size women being happy, killing it at life and feeling really comfortable in their own skin. And I would admire them and I still do. And if I could, I would go right through my computer screen and give those girls a big high five and you go girl. But I've always thought to myself, geez, if only these women and influencers were around when I was a little girl and teenagers, I might have had an entirely different attitude about my own body and weight. To this day, I still w- walk past a mirror and I go, ugh, that's, that's my knee-jerk reaction and I'm not going to lie about it. But very recently, I decided that something had changed and I'm really actively working on it and that's why I'm talking about this today. Now, I don't want to rob the younger generation of their rights to self-loathe their bodies like my generation did. And unfortunately, I'm sure there are people in this younger generation that do struggle as much as we do. But thankfully, we have come a long way when it comes to our ideals on beauty. And I believe the younger generations have had an advantage and also a better shot of not putting so much of their self-esteem into what their bodies look like. Along the way, we've had plus-sized women like Ashley Graham rise to supermodel status and even grace the cover of magazines like Sports Illustrated. We've had musicians like Lizzo and Kelly Clarkson challenge the status quo of pop singers and challenging the idea that they needed to be the perfect size four. And even the damn Kardashians made having a big ass an actual thing. Where were these people when I needed them as a teenager? It was no, big asses was not a thing in the 80s. It was not a good thing anyway. And not to mention the countless body-positive influencers that you can find on social media and more and more articles popping up about being body-positive and people being put on blast for body shaming. These are all steps in the right direction. And bravo. Now, on the surface, I would think, damn, Skippy, I don't need to be a size 2 to be awesome. I am awesome. But that really didn't stop myself from scowling at my reflection every time I walked past a mirror. It also didn't stop myself from beating myself up for every uh, unplanned ice cream treat with my kid or unplanned extra something to eat. I bought into the concept of being body positive 
just enough to not beat myself up for not being a size two or having six pack abs. But that didn't mean I didn't, and let's still be honest, that I still do beat myself up over my physical appearance. I just lowered the bar. I might not have strove for the unrealistic and unachievable, for me, size two, but being anything over a size 10, which P.S., I have not been a size 10 for quite a long time now, there's still a part of me that just feels like it's ju- I'm just not at my best. And this low grade, I'm just not at my best because I'm not a little smaller. I think this is where the danger lies for all of us. For some of us, self-loathing and self-hating on our bodies, self-judgment for not looking perfect or working harder runs so fucking deep that's just a part of our lives. I am cutting that shit out right now and I'm going to make a real effort to do better and be better to myself. And why is this so important? Why is this kind of low grade, I'm not good enough, and I don't feel like I'm at my best so dangerous? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, feeling shitty about your body is 100% a thief of joy. And I'm not kidding you. I mean, think about it. How many times have you deprived yourself of treats because you know, you just, you were on some diet. I can't tell you how many times I've been out at a carnival or at a fair or somebody's birthday party and I've said no, 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 no. And I've sat there with my arms crossed feeling like deprived. And feeling deprived doesn't lead to anything good, right? And then the other thing is, is you're either feeling deprived Or you feel like a failure because you said, fuck it, I'm at the boardwalk, I go to, uh, you know, enjoy fireworks once a year, I'm going to have a, you know, a little cup of ice cream, then you feel like a failure because you gave in, or you go home because you feel like you're a saint because you remained good, right? And P.S., I think the sainthood shit is just as bad because it sets you up for feeling bad and like a failure if you're not a saint, right? Um, Also, how many times did you, I don't know, maybe you could identify with this or maybe this is just a problem unique to me if it's just unique to me then you know wait for your next uh wait for the next one but for me I cannot tell you how many times over the course of my life I've sweated my ass off because I didn't want to show off my legs I was embarrassed of my legs for years and years and years and years even as a runner even at my thinnest weight I would cover cover them up with long pants rather than have shorts because they were too white there was too much cellulite they were still too flabby so I sat there in fucking pants all summer long or I covered my arms when I would go running I didn't wear one of those cute little tank tops because my arms were too flabby now I know that not everybody's like me and I look around at other runners who have bodies like mine or bigger and who like proudly wear their running shorts and their tank tops. And I've actually come a long way. I'll do that now. But for a long time, I sat there suffering. Another thing we might do is we might dress like a grandmother or not treat ourselves to cute clothes. How many of us have just not invested in ourselves the way we should? There's so many of us who just sit around waiting to get to our goal weight before we really even consider buying stuff that we really, really want. Not to mention the beating up of ourselves. Um, And then there's also not being in the moment. Um, Again, this ties a little bit to like covering up your body in the middle of summer. Um, There's been a lot of times where I've wanted to go swimming, say, and I wouldn't put on a bathing suit because I was embarrassed of my body. And um, there's this little girl I've had the pleasure of hanging out with every once in a while lately. She's someone who's a friend of my son, and they'll go swimming together. And she's eight years old. 
And she's the sweetest little girl. Whenever she sees me, she hugs me. She wants me to go swimming with her. And I'm always kind of like, meh. And the reason why I don't really go swimming with her is because I'd been embarrassed upon a bathing suit. I mean, other adults around, what would I think? And I didn't want to see my own body. So anyway, um, so this little girl, like I said, she's eight years old. And she probably would be considered to have a little extra baby weight on her. She definitely has those cute little pudgy thighs and a little belly and you know whatever but she's fantastic and she has yet been touched by the judgment of weight or the shame of her body that so many of us face right nope she's totally fearless she loves her bathing suits she's not afraid to have that extra cookie she plays and runs and loves her girly dresses never out of her mouth would you hear damn i'd love to go swimming if only not for these chubby thighs I mean, I remember, I remember the, the struggle for me to finally go swimming with her, and I did. Um, and as soon as I did, I put on my bathing suit, I was in the bathroom, and my own negative self-talk came crashing all around my head. All I could hear was, you look like a whale. I'm so embarrassed. I don't want to go out there. What if the other mothers look at, whatever, all this bullshit thinking. But as I hesitantly emerged from the bathroom, this perfectly beautiful little girl hugged me and said yay I'm so happy and excited I finally get to swim with you I've been waiting for this moment and by the way I love your pretty swimsuit that child didn't give a shit about my rolls or how white my legs were or how much cellulite were on them she was just excited to go swimming and also she thought I looked pretty how how about that so another thing about how uh, worrying about our body is, to me, the thief of joy is because we literally will decide if we're having a good day or a bad day based on how the scale reads or how my pants fit. Um, this is absurd, people. I mean, it's absurd, but it's also very real. I have ruined many, many a good day because I've gone to Weight Watchers and the scale sucked an egg or um, an infant to a pair of pants or I thought I looked fat and ugly and didn't want to leave the house and you know life is really too fucking short for this we literally let a metal box within the n- number determine our moods you know I, it, and then it like becomes a s- snowball effect into other negative emotions like you're guilty of this you're guilty of that how could I be so weak why am I is it losing weight so hopeless for me what exactly are we chasing here? I mean, with all that shame and shit, like how do we expect to do anything good if we're putting all of those heavy emotions on ourselves just because of the size of our ass? So the next thing on reason why I want you guys to start thinking in terms of why this is such important work and why it's so important to be aware of how you talk to yourselves when it comes to body is because you completely fuck yourself over when it comes to self-esteem and it messes with your mental and physical health whether you know it or not. Confidence is so much lower when you're walking around and feeling less than because of the size of your fucking ass. And if you feel a, le- a smaller sense of confidence, if you feel diminished self-esteem, then what's going to happen is you're not going to ask for the raise or ask out that hot girl or attractive guy you've been eyeing. You're not going to speak up in a meeting and you're certainly not going to ask for help. You've already decided that somehow in some place you're not good enough because you're beating yourself up over your ass. And I have been there, and you don't really even know you're doing it. Another thing you might do is assume that people are judging you on the size of your 
of your ass, which leads to feelings of being paranoid and defensive. Nobody likes that feeling. I And I have had that feeling too, especially from thin people. And I don't know why, right? Thin people don't really give a shit about my body. They're worried about their own bodies, right? But for some reason, just because somebody's in a 120 pound body, I think they automatically think there's something wrong with me. I already assume that there's a superiority almost because that person's able to be 120 pounds. Now, a lot of people just naturally 120 pounds. They are not any better or worse than me. It doesn't mean that they don't have as many flaws or issues. It doesn't mean they're a kinder or nicer person. All it means is they buy a smaller fucking shirt. But we've somehow made this along the way mean something more than it is. And if you are feeling that way, you might be apt to be more of a people pleaser. This was learned very young for a uh, very young age for me. I wanted to be funnier. I wanted to be nicer. I would make the fat joke first. But when you do all of that, you really run the risk of losing your own identity because you're so busy on some level making apologies for the size of your body or how you feel about your body that you start to lose touch with who you are. And it's, it's a real thing. Um, the other thing I have uh, dealt with is this underlying, you know, you can't really put your finger on it, but it's a sense of shame, right? When I run into friends or family I haven't seen in a while, now, especially now, I'm, I'm over 200 pounds. And at one time, I was well over 200 pounds, right? I'm, I still haven't gained all of my weight back, but my lowest weight was like, uh, I don't know, 145, 150, which is you know, a weight I saw for 10 minutes. But in any case, that was my lowest weight. And now when I run into people, I immediately think to myself, not only are they thinking to themselves, what happened to her? She was a runner. She did the New York City Marathon. She did this, she did that. She owns a health company. And now look at her. And that's really hard, right? Because it's like, I don't want to feel shame because um, I'm struggling to lose weight. I struggle to lose weight for a thousand different reasons. My body just might like being fucking 200 pounds right now. I don't know. But aside from that, I don't, I shouldn't walk around like I murdered somebody. You know, you don't need to have this sense of shame and guilt because you're not smaller, right? And it's not just shame when it comes to running into friends or family, but then you, I feel shame when I eat something I enjoy. Like I said earlier, you go to the carnival, you have a little ice cream. Why, why can't be like everybody else? Why can't I be like that little girl and just enjoy the friggin' cookie? You know, you have this shame that you don't have self-control, you know, but the, the interesting thing is if most of us had a positive body image, we would have never developed such unhealthy eating habits in the first place, right? I think another way we really hurt our health is we walk, like for me, there's always a little bit of an anxiety. You know, if you're not at your goal weight, um, there's this feeling of, I mentioned this earlier, this feeling of less than, you know, you're fat, so you're not good as so-and-so. You know, I remember being the funny sidekick to my skinnier and, in my mind, prettier friends. I felt lucky to hang out with them. But they weren't smarter, kinder, or more of anything. They were just thinner. And putting value on thinness makes you feel less than because you're not closer to this f false ideal. Is, uh, it's absurd, and it's not healthy. Finally, when it comes to health, you might do stupid, unhealthy things. Like you might try bad diets. You might try diet pills. You might wrap your waist in one of those fucked up medieval corset things. You might push yourself too hard in the gym or even skip meals or even skip including healthy fats in your meals. 
If you're busy worrying about your weight and food and exercise and how good or bad you are because of what you ate, well, your focus is going completely away from all the great things that life has to offer you. And if your self-esteem is low, you're less likely to aim high when dreaming. And third, we are teaching others and our kids that weight is the holy grail of feeling good. We are perpetuating these myths about healthy bodies and we are undermining ourselves as well as future generations. So this is why, to me, this is actually much more important than I've ever really given it the respect of. So if you're like me, how are a few ways we can work on this? Well, number one, Don't expect your attitude to change about this overnight because we've spent years and years and years hating our bodies and hating them on such a level that we don't even know we hate them on that it's just not going to, you know, you're not going to flick a switch and all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm awesome. Uh, I love these thighs or whatever. But we have to really make a commitment to ourselves to become fully aware and fully engaged in how we think about our bodies. Become aware of the negative thoughts you have and jot them down. What is it you say to yourself? I want you to start challenging these thoughts. Be aware of comparing yourself to others and even your past self. We are learning to love ourselves right where we are at this very moment. Our confidence in ourselves would ideally be so high and our self-esteem so solid that if we never lost a pound again, it wouldn't make one damn difference when it came to our self-proclaimed rock star status. Our size would only indicate how big or how small the pair of pants we are buying are, not our worthiness. Remember that little girl I mentioned earlier? Her worthiness comes from listening to her parents, getting good grades, being a nice friend to her peer. Nowhere does she judge herself on the size of her clothing. Number two, get naked. I know this sounds silly, but stop laughing and start looking at yourself and appreciating every curve, roll, lump, and bump on your skin. In order to love your body, you have to not only be brave enough to look at yourself with open eyes, but you have to embrace it. This takes a lot of work. I've recently started to wear shorts, and they're shorter than I've ever worn. And instead of shuddering when I see myself in them, I now tell myself how strong and shapely and awesome my legs are. I'll run my hand over my belly, and I embrace the jiggle under my arms now. Oh, it's hard. And oh, I have a lot, and I mean a lot of work to do with this. But I have to tell you, the more I do this mirror exercise, the easier it's becoming to actually love my body. I tell myself I'm sexy and strong, and I'm loving the house I live in. And when I say house, you know, I mean like the the figurative body, if you will. Okay. Um, Number three, go get dressed. I know I just told you to get naked, but now I want you to get dressed. And I want you to stop picking clothes that hide your body. If you hide it, it means it's because you're not proud of it. Now, I'm not saying you have to go out of your comfort zone and wear an itsy-bitsy bikini, but find fashion that makes you feel good right where you are, right at your size. If you put on weight, do not say, I'm not going to buy anything new until I lose 20 pounds because that's a punishment and you do not deserve to be punished because you're wearing a bigger size. So go and challenge yourself to find something new and wear it like a supermodel. My best friend, Amy Acton, is a professional celebrity fashion stylist. Her rule is to wear clothes that fit well and that highlight her best feature and your best feature. 
She dresses people from size 2 to 22. And the biggest problem she sees is when people put on weight, they start dressing in clothes that are too big, do not show off the person's shape, or they give up on fashion altogether. It's so important mentally to dress in a way that makes you feel good. So the best thing you could do is go out and get yourself something that's going to make you feel good and look good. The best thing you could do also is to wear confidence. Confidence is one of those things that cannot be bought. And if you walk into a room rocking your outfit like you are a badass motherfucker, people are going to notice. Number four, start following influencers, celebrities, authors, friends, or family who have a positive relationship with their bodies. Challenge yourself to be someone else's positive influence. Don't be afraid to keep working on your thoughts when it comes to your body. Every time you pass a mirror, you tell yourself, I love you and you're gorgeous or sexy or perfect or whatever floats your boat. And finally, number five, I asked this question in the Fab and Flawed Facebook page and wanted to hear what some of you guys had to say. And some of you guys really helped to drive this point home. It's all about perspective, people. Appreciate, find gratitude for, and remind yourself of the amazing things your body can do that others would just kill for. Thank your legs for being strong enough to walk, run, or dance. I mean, think about, ask someone in a wheelchair if they would mind a little extra cellulite. Those flabby arms can still wrap around and hug someone you love. A fab and floored friend said that she might think her 50-year-old boobs are a little bit saggy, but she has watched several of her friends have mastectomies due to cancer. Suddenly, her boobs are pretty awesome. At least they haven't tried to kill her yet. We do have a lot to be grateful for when it comes to our bodies, and it's high time we start loving ourselves every stinking inch of ourselves. Now, just one final word before I go. None of this advice is meant to discourage you from working out or eating healthy. I'm really not the mindset that health and fitness doesn't matter. Of course it does. There are definite health implications if you're carrying extra weight, and that's especially as we get older. But I actually believe that once we loosen up on the shame, the hate, the guilt, and the other craptastic feelings we've assigned to our bodies, and once we develop an actual love and appreciation for the body we currently have, it's when we actually have the best chance to reach some of those weight loss goals. Once you take away some of the shame eating, you might be less likely to binge. And once you've taken the judgment out of having a cookie during a special occasion, or the sainthood from a piece of broccoli, you might find yourself making choices that are good for your body because you love your body instead of wanting to punish your body and having all these head games around it. We all do do much better with a dose of love over a boat full of hate, and that goes for loving or hating our bodies. And this actually goes the same for exercise. If you love your body, you're going to want to move it. If you hate your body, everything you do to make it skinnier is a punishment. When you can really fully adopt the attitude of loving your body unconditionally, you finally can break through to another level of happiness. Trust me. Life gets better, people. You can 
walk into the room full of confidence and unapologetically. You could go swimming without the fear of being judged by somebody else because you no longer judge yourself and that's all that matters. Sex gets better. Relationships improve. Your health improves. There are no, no downsides to finally giving your body the love, the honor, and the respect it deserves. Thanks again for joining me for this episode. Now head on over to the Fab and Flawed Facebook page and group so we can chat more about this and other topics. Also, drop me an email at genrocoaching, that's J-E-N-R-O-E-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G at gmail.com if you'd like to learn how you can work with me one-on-one towards fulfilling your goals and dreams. Just love yourself, people. Give, give yourself a little boost of confidence. Go out into the world and be your fabulously flawed self. Thanks again. I'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. My goal is to help you dream bigger, find joy, and reach your goals. If you want to suggest a topic for the show or learn how you can bring me on as your very own personal life coach, then visit me at fabandflawed.com. That's F-A-B-A-N-D-F-L-A-W-E-D.com. Fabandflawed.com. I look forward to being a part of your journey, and I thank you so much for being a part of mine.